I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined, per usual, by the bestie in the Westie, producer Sarah Lane. What's up, Sarah? What up, Mayor? How's it going? Well, I was just printing out my tax return and laughing because you and I have completely different opinions on <laughs> uh, technology and paper products. That's true. I'm a tech person. Mayor is... I think you're probably more of a tech person than you think, but you are sort of... Almost wear you wear your non tech badge proudly. Um, I was before the show. I was explaining my daisy chain computer situation because I have lots of different HDMI cables and whatever. And you were like, "Don't even know what you're talking about." But then your printer was making some noise while we started recording a few minutes ago. And I'm like, what's that weird medieval thing that you've got there? Yeah, I'm the queen of paper. I'm staring at like, you know, I'm a writer. I'm staring at a billion pens. I use a notebook to write my to-do list. I love having a printer. It's my greatest joy. I was printing out my tax return, being like a very responsible adult woman in her 30s whose joys include having a printer uh but yeah i'm a paper girl and i have this problem where i'm incredibly savvy and incredibly technology challenged uh and i think you probably remember this sarah when we recorded you know an episode a million years ago when we were first getting started the very first thing we ever recorded i recorded the whole thing without plugging in my microphone yes however uh, as somebody who has done this in in a variety of capacities many times, you are not alone. That is a common thing. So don't feel too badly. Well, so what's new in your consignment world? I just bought a pair of amazing uh, Celine earrings off of Poshmark that I had been wanting, but they're very heavy, so I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Yeah, the heavy earring thing is weird. I've got a I've got a pair of those as well that... And there's something I would wear to a wedding. You know, they're like fancy earrings, but they pull my earlobes down. And so my ears look weird. And then I'm worried that they'll be permanently stretched. So I never wear them. Yeah. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do about it. But I love Celine jewelry. And now that it now that the leadership of Celine, it, Phoebe Philo has left, it means the stuff, in my opinion, isn't going to be as good. And particularly the jewelry is all really pretty. But Phoebe um, Philo is a pretty cool name, I have to say. I, do, I, don't know, she, I don't know her personally, but Phoebe, if you're listening, I like your name. 
I mean, I would literally die. She was the creative director of Celine from 2010 to, I guess, was technically the end of 2018. And she really revolutionized the way women wear clothing, but also comfort and style and, you know, bringing in masculine themes and clean lines. And everybody's very upset. There's an Instagram called Old Celine. Uh, which is basically dedicated to her work for the brand. So you can look that up on the Instagrams. Not sure if you're aware of that, Sarah. Uh, where's our friend Phoebe going? Do we know? Uh, that I don't know. Huh. Maybe she's just like, I did my job. Eight years, bitches. Bye. Yeah, everyone's very upset. She's a total, total revolutionary. And if you're someone like me who loves a power pantaloon <laughs> and like an oversized silhouette um, and something that plays with women's wear and men's wear, as someone who also buys menswear, uh, you know, little it never gets old trick. You should definitely always look at menswear, too. So we, we will get into that in a future episode. All right. So Mare's in a bit of mourning over Phoebe. Understood. These things happen. Life goes on. Uh, in my consignment world, uh, very exciting. Very exciting over at the Lane Residence because uh, as, as Mare has opened my eyes to the world... <laughs> of second hand. I am a Poshmark freak now. And most of the time I'm just lurking. Welcome. Most of the time, Welcome. you know, I'll, I'll I'll heart something and then I'll like never go back to it. But I am I am a lurker and it's funny because some of the stuff on there is so junky that because I'm never really going like I want something from $100 to $1000. I just look at everything. And because it's like it's like the 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 the, the wild west. And there'll be like some like junky Tom's shoes for six dollars, and I think like yeah, I mean I don't know six dollars, whatever. But, but <laughs> it's 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 somewhat amusing to me the variety of things that people want just a couple bucks for. Uh, well, and, and that, but yeah. that's but that's fine. Hey, you know maybe maybe you have like twelve pairs of Tom's shoes, and so collectively you've made fifty bucks if you if you sell them all. Well, to be perfectly honest, you know. Listen, like, you know, if five bucks here or five bucks there is something worth selling your stuff for. I mean, so many people just would look at a pair of shoes like that and toss them. So that's part of the reason why I want people to get into this world is, you know, it all it all totally adds up. But on that note, uh, with Poshmark being the Wild West and you can kind of buy anything, something I've been watching and definitely want to discuss is should you ever buy used beauty products? So if you think about it, we've been talking a lot about the changing idea of status symbols, about the idea of like what signifies luxury and now wellness as a category equals luxury. You look at things like goop, you look at things like quote unquote clean eating and green juices to moon juice and you know, they're like little powders. More than ever, wellness is really a signifier of wealth. I mean, with the democratized access to to certain types of brands, I think people are looking for a new way to say, like, I'm better than you, which is very American and capitalistic, but that's sort of how it is. Okay, so used beauty. Uh, a couple things come to mind to me because I do a lot of on-air work on, on video podcasts, and so that requires makeup. You know, I worked in TV for a long time, so I'm, I'm used to that whole thing. Because of that, I have to constantly wash my brushes and, you know, my, my eyeshadow is, you know, I, I get one color and another color and I'm kind of double dipping all the time and I do my best to keep everything clean. That's just for me. 
the idea that I would use some, you know, get somebody's, I don't know, uh, already dipped into blush compact and put it on my face is super frightening to me. Should it be though? Well, it's super interesting. So some background on me, you know, it's funny, we are very complimentary, which is why we're doing this together, but different in how we consume certain things. For me, if I never walk into a Sephora again, it'll be the greatest day of my life. I am here, you know, and for two decades have been pawing through piles of vintage t-shirts. But if you put me in a Sephora, I will like cry and be overwhelmed and want to run in the opposite direction. Like I cannot deal. And so for me, particularly, you know, I've never worn a ton of makeup. I was the oldest and the only girl and my mom didn't wear a lot of makeup. So I never like played around with it. You know, I had my wet and wild body glitter and that like frosted lip gloss that, you know, women of a certain age wore. But I never really got to know beauty or enjoy beauty in the way some people do. Like, I don't know the last time I washed my brushes and and that's that's bad. All the beauty, all the beauty people are going to come for me. But I didn't really think about buying secondhand beauty. But you know, it had percolated in my mind a little bit because it always really bothered me as someone who for 20 years has been trying to get what I want for less and this whole world of consignment opened up. It drove me crazy that I could never get makeup on sale. I found it really expensive. I found it overwhelming and sometimes unnecessary and like you couldn't try different things. And so it was, it would just drive me nuts that I couldn't find it on sale. And it wasn't until... Glossier um, and their solution, which is a salicylic acid, like sort of acne adjacent. I so wish it had existed when I was a teenager instead of my, you know, slapping proactive all over my face. Um, But it sold out immediately. And so I went to Poshmark and bought some contraband Glossier solution. And it made me realize that they're the world of secondhand beauty and skincare is exploding. So I understand that if something sold out and it's very popular, that it would be a great item to to, to list on a Poshmark or, or something equivalent because, you know, the demand is there and maybe you can even, you know, flip it and make a couple bucks. But why else would people be selling makeup? That's that's my question because, okay, uh, I you know, we, we've talked about Chanel in previous episodes Chanel foundation is the best. I've, I've, I've tried them all. Trust me. It is the best. They have, they have different formulas, but there's a certain one. It's kind of matte. It's great for on camera work. It's, it's, it's my jam. It's also very expensive. It lasts a while, but you know, you're paying a hundred bucks for, for, for a thing of foundation. And if the color's not right, well, I just take it back and get the right color because I'm not buying it to sell it. I'm buying it to put on my face. So why are all these people selling this stuff? Well, so my a couple things. One, my question to you is, if you saw your foundation that you love on Poshmark in the shade that you uh, use, and it had it had been, a quarter of it had been used by someone else, and they were selling it for fifty dollars, would you buy it? Um, if I was desperate, I probably would. Yeah, okay. but I I would I, I I guess. And again, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I would just have mm-hmm. a lot of questions like. Why did you get a quarter of the way done with this and then sell it? Like, is the color wrong? What do you not like about it? I want answers. 
So I am new to the world of secondhand beauty and skincare. But what I will say is once I realized that I could get certain things for less, I started to. Um, And beauty is a whole different thing. The makeup industry, the wellness industry, skincare has gotten to such a fever pitch that I think people are, one, cleaning out their makeup bags and they would their closet. And they're like, oh, okay, someone else might want this. Two, you know, makeup artists get gifted a lot of things. Influencers get gifted tons of makeup. It's so cheap and easy to send people free makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that it is this status symbol that people want and they're okay if it's a little dinged up. I mean, then I started looking. So I bought a Tom Ford lipstick. It had never been used because I had always wanted a Tom Ford lipstick and I thought they were incredibly expensive. And like, I like it. I bought a you know, the MAC Classic Ruby Woo lipstick, a beautiful red uh, off of Poshmark. Uh, And I noticed recently that The Real Real is starting a beauty category too, which I think is super duper interesting. But you look at all this skincare and then I started to look into the skincare stuff. So like the beauty stuff is one thing, certainly like, you know, of course, Kylie lip kits and stuff that's like super popular among younger consumers is all over these sites. And there's fake ones. Like, you have to be careful. Like, we'll talk about this more in the wide world of fakes. But, like, people are out there, like, faking OPI nail polish. Wow. It's crazy. But if you look at skincare, things like Sunday Riley, Drunk Elephant, these are sort of these cult beauty, uh, biologique recherche. I'm probably destroying the name. But they're very expensive. They're new status symbols and they work. And I bought some secondhand Sunday Riley, secondhand Drunk Elephant. And like, I don't know if I should have, but they weren't new. And I think some people be really grossed out, but it's like literally a quarter of the price. Well, it also, I think for anybody who, you you mentioned using proactive when you were younger, I've always had problem skin. I mean, I don't have the worst skin in the world, but I don't have beautiful, clear skin. It's, It's very sensitive. I break out easily. If I eat too much sugar, you know, I, I have a, I have a week of, of, of pain, right? And, and I've always been that way. So, so products are my jam because I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's the perfect combination where I'll just sort of wake up one day and I'll have this beautiful skin and I won't have to wear foundation anymore. Still hasn't happened and I'm in my 40s. But because of that, you end up with under my sink in my bathroom, I have lots of 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 tubes of various things that are maybe a quarter of the way done and then I'm like eh it's not really working for me and then it goes away and then it you know sits there for 7 years and maybe I throw it away the next time I move apartment so I can see where I could probably offload uh, and yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned drunk elephant. I've got some of that under under my um my oh, sink girl, right now. Oh, girl, send because, that to me. That stuff's expensive. Well, I we, <laughs> I actually interviewed the the founder for a different podcast. Strangely enough, so I know a lot about her story. She's a very very nice gal. But uh, yeah, so I, sure, if I could make some money off of stuff that I'm never going to use again, and someone else would want, I guess I would. If I didn't think it would be too inconvenient. I just think it's super interesting. Like for me, who, as I said, like if I never go into Sephora again, like I break out in hives. I'm, I like don't enjoy like experimenting with beauty products. I don't enjoy experimenting with makeup. I'm like, I just want the one thing. I am so annoyed I have to pay full price for it. Like I'm just going to like bite the bullet and like, you know, do this thing. And 
you know, I get I get very, very overwhelmed, which is funny because, you know, I'm out here telling you how to do X and Y and Z. So I discovered that I could consume this in a way that I wanted if there was a product I knew that I wanted to try. But what I will say is for people that are really into skincare, are really into makeup, and this is like their outlet, whereas, you know, mine has been forever to do this sort of with clothing and handbags and shoes, they will know immediately what works for them and what doesn't. But, you know, some people listening to this might be so grossed out. Please don't turn us off. We are great. Um, but, you know, if you just skip we shower ahead. regularly. <laughs> but like I, but you know, this stuff is really expensive, and I find it very interesting. You know, democratized access to brands, to luxury brands. Like I'm just so fascinated by the world of wellness, particularly as it pertains to skincare and. You know, for me, with like the Sunday Riley, like good jeans or whatever, I'd seen a million people on Instagram post about it, blah, blah. It's like a hundred and some odd dollars. And I bought one that had been partially used and I thought it was okay, but um, I was curious to try it, but I didn't want to spend what it costs. It's really expensive. And like, you know, with the amount of secondhand shopping I'm already doing, like if something's already a little bit used, like I'm okay with that. Well, I also think it it depends on what the product is because all, you know, beauty products are not created equal and for example, I've got this really intense moisturizer from Skin Fix. This is like a Target brand, so it's not anything that, you know, I'd get any money for, but Yeah, but like, shout out Target. It's and you like, never know. You never know until you look. I will tell all, you know, all listeners like Look under your, you know, medicine cabinet and all your drawers of stuff. If you're someone who hoards makeup, like there are people that want these things. Right. And like we'll talk about some rules of the road. Right. Uh, But that said, for example, a tube of lotion that's a quarter of the way used. I mean, no one's putting their hand inside that tube and, and, you know, messing stuff. It's like that doesn't bother me. It's that that would be that would be zero problems I would have ordering that for a steep discount and knowing that it was just going to it was going to be emptied a little bit faster than if I had bought it full. If it was a lipstick though, that means it's been on someone else's face potentially unless for some yeah. reason they're just reselling it without ever using it. That's a little bit trickier. You know, that's why I don't, you know, I never use the the testers at a Sephora because right. I'm just like it's just too much for me. It's just too many germs on not always your face, but m- more often than not, it is your face or your eyes. Yeah. So I'm a gross person. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to admit this now. Like, I am an incredibly anxious person, an incredibly type A person, but I am a gross person. And I will say that <laughs> of all the things that make me anxious or make me concerned, like, grossness and bacteria, like, has never been one of them. I know it's really common for people and some people are like deeply triggered by this entire episode. But, you know, I wash my hands. I'm like, you know, an adult woman who like takes a shower. But, you know, public bathrooms have never bothered me. Testers have never bothered me. Like, and it's funny because everything else gives me a full on panic attack. It's sort of like the reverse situation. But when I bought like those lipsticks that I wanted, like they were very clearly never used. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I like I you know I have to draw some lines somewhere again like I've been doing this for so long like I I have bought secondhand bathing suits like people can you know pull their cars over on their commute right now and like upchuck out the window but I don't care 
Well, I don't know. I I don't I don't know how much bathing suits would bother me either. It's like you get in a chlorinated pool once, and whatever was there is dead anyway. So uh, it doesn't really matter all that much. But but yeah, lipstick. You know, I just my 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 paranoid mind is like I'm gonna get herpes simplex virus, which is not gonna happen. But still, or you know, you're gonna get conjunctivitis because you're gonna put somebody's you know germs in your eye, and it it really goes back to. From, from from way back in the day when we started this podcast, the question of is consignment gross? And I think that mm-hmm. makeup is because it's, you know, it's really just a bunch of chemicals, you know, in, in various forms, a lipstick or an eyeshadow or a lotion or whatever. It's like, sure, there's natural products involved depending on what brand you use. Those, those products vary, but it's just a bunch of chemicals shoved together. And I think that that's what makes it feel more Petri dish to me mm-hmm. than clothing. So let's talk about some rules of the road here. I've told you about what I've purchased, you know, my lines. When I'm looking around, uh, I do look at the packaging. I look at the description. Here the descriptions are really key of whatever someone's selling, whether you're looking on, you know, for, for secondhand makeup and skincare right now, it's mostly just Poshmark and eBay. Though, as I said, the Real Real's getting in on this. I think it is going to explode Uh, You're going to start seeing so much of this because they are new luxury products and status symbols that like people are going to start cycling them in and out of their quote unquote closets or medicine cabinets. A couple things. As I said, the description's key. You need to ask people, you know, makeup and skincare expires. How old is this? How used is this? Why didn't you like it? Why are you selling it? You can ask sellers all of those sorts of things. Check out the packaging. Something also you need to look out for. As I said, uh, we will cover in the wide world of fakes, everyone is faking everything. And that means there is fake OPI nail polish. There are fake beauty products. There are fake Kylie lip kits. Uh, Do some homework. If it looks fake, it's probably fake. If it's too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true and therefore not real. Like I'm fascinated. Like the, the, the faking of beauty products you can only imagine what what you're going to start putting on your face. And then I think, you know, if and when you do buy those products, cleaning them in a way, whether it's, you know, Clorox wipes, sanitizing a beauty like top where you, where the serum comes out. And with makeup, you have to draw your own lines and definitely uh, relieving us of any responsibility. This is all, you know, at, at your own judgment. Um but I think it's really cool and I think it's it's honestly really, really exploding. And from a, from a selling perspective, I've never sold uh, makeup or skincare because I don't have that much of it. As I said, it overwhelms me and like just makes me really anxious. So uh, Sarah, what would you what would you start to do if you thought about selling this stuff that you have under your cabinet? Uh, I think, yeah, I think what I would do if it was lipstick, you know, and, and I mentioned not using testers. I have used testers, but I'll, you know, I'll wipe them off with Kleenex about four times, you know, to get a good solid few layers out of there so that my lips are not touching anyone else's lips. You know, it's sort of... Unless it's, it's consensual, yes. Right. <laughs> Safe sex for lips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't put anyone at risk. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I think I would probably... Yeah, probably wipe stuff down. When it comes to something that's pressed, like a foundation, or well, not a foundation, a pressed foundation, I guess, or a pressed blush, or a bronzer, or anything where you know you're you're 
you're either putting your fingers into there to put something mm-hmm. on your face later or you're using a brush that might not be the cleanest. That, I don't really know. I, I, I almost might assume that if someone's buying it it's on them to figure out how clean they want it to be on the other side mm-hmm. I- i'm not sure i'm not sure what the answer would be because i've never done it so has this conversation made you think at all about selling some of the skincare and beauty products you have well people want them there is really a demand yeah i think so i, I i'm sort of a weird case again because i do a lot of on-camera work for my job mm-hmm. so Having a variety of weird makeup is advantageous to me because sometimes I'll just be like, I don't know, I've had the same look for like three months. Um, let's just like pull out some weird MAC stuff that I haven't used in a while and then like all of a sudden all my colors are different and I feel alive again. So I I kind of like having that hodgepodge of things. I think that, uh, and I think I answered my own question earlier when I was like, who are all these people selling this stuff? When you talk about... Let's say, let's say I buy that Chanel foundation at Bloomingdale's and the lights are always weird in there. And so even if somebody's helping you and they're like, yes, this is your shade. Sometimes you get out and you look in your rearview mirror and you have like actual sun on your face and you're like, oh, no, 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 that's not the right color. Well, if you take it back right away, it's not a big deal. But if you use it for a while, mm-hmm. then you can't take it back because it's like, no, I mean, it would be, you know, it's like returning shoes that you've been wearing outside, you know, and like right. walking through the mud, like it's, it's just not going to happen. So that would be the, or, or I, I had this Laura Mercier foundation for a while that was like so beautiful, but made me break out. I don't know what was in it, but it just made me break out. So I used it long enough, not realizing what the culprit was for a while to the point where I couldn't take it back. I had been using it. Right. So, but that is a great, like, I don't, I'm never going to use the rest of it because it's, it's. It's evil, but somebody else is going to really like this nice foundation. Well, think about, you know, I think if you're listening, think about the trendy brands. As I said, like a Laura Mercier, Tom Ford, Chanel always will resell, resell well. Um, you know, uh, Mac particularly too. Uh, things that are popular, Sunday Riley, Drunk Elephant, Fancy Serums. I've bought, um, what is the SkinCeuticals secondhand shout out B5 gel and you know they're sealed and stuff you have to again do your own do your own due diligence but I was laughing thinking about your you're saying you're changing your eyeshadow like I don't wear eyeshadow unless someone's doing my makeup for me like again all this stuff gives me hives like I mean it doesn't literally give me hives I mean I just (laughs) I just have never like I could you you just don't the joy is not there which is so funny because it's like Makeup is my life. Even though I'm not, I, I don't think anybody would look at me and be like, Sarah wears a lot of makeup. Oh, there's makeup. I'm just, <laughs> I've just gotten good at, at the, the, the somewhat natural look. But without any makeup, I mean, I am an absolute monster. I don't believe that. I, I, you are not. You are a beautiful queen. However, I will <laughs> say that, um, yeah, I mean, it's everybody expresses themselves differently. Currently, makeup, I think because of Instagram and our current beauty standards and what people are interested in, it is a form for expression more so than ever before. I mean, it always has been, but maybe I'll like, you know, look at some James Charles YouTube videos and like start really slow. But, um, you know, I've had the same look, same makeup look forever. I had the same makeup. You know, I don't have the one I had in college where like, you know, if you went to college in the aughts, you, I just lined my eyes over and over and over again with like the Mac black pencil. And like that was sort of the look. But yeah, I never I never got as into it. I think definitely a lot of it has to do with like your family or a sibling. Um, but 
I have bought two palettes, two eyeshadow palettes, like begrudgingly, and I got them at Nordstrom Rack. So would you ever buy makeup and stuff at a place like that? Of course. Yeah. I don't care where it's coming from as long as it's clean. Yeah. No, I think it's really interesting. A lot of the like Nordstrom Rack, Marshalls, um, TJ Maxx, because there's such a glut of this stuff going on right now, the, 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 you know, the shelves are lined with it. I, I bought a Laura Mercier like brow gel actually at Nordstrom Rack and I think it was just really old and it smelled real funky. Mm, So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I have my two palettes, but again, like it's interesting to see how these stores that are expanding into and those are i guess quote unquote past season beauty doesn't have a season uh necessarily uh so it's interesting you can find a lot of that stuff in those places too yeah that you mentioned something smelling funky and that is definitely something to consider and if you follow seasonal colors because all of the brands have well not all of the brands but the big brands all have them you know you got Mm -hmm. you know your special chanel lip gloss that you know comes out in september and you know i'm all into that stuff but again, this is so yeah. funny. This is like so your world, not mine. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's seasonal. Just the just the way that <laughs> yeah. like a limited run shoe would be seasonal. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's there, you know, or you know the Kylie lip kit stuff. It's like it's all it's 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 a trend in color and mm-hmm. and wearability and and all of that stuff. However. Again, going back to the whole, like, these are all just kind of chemicals that are put together a certain way. Many of these products do have a shelf life. Um, You know, you're not, you you don't want to wear five-year-old foundation, even if it's real nice and it was, like, sitting safely under someone's sink. You just don't because the chemicals change and it can get weird. Um, You, everyone has has had that one lipstick where you're like, oh, this is where that lipstick went. And then you smell it and you're like, "Mm, it smells really strange. I don't know. I don't it's it's like it's because the stuff is turning. It's turning the way like food turns almost. And yeah. in many cases it's not going to hurt you, but that's not really what it started out to be. And Well, and I you, think people are being more in the same way that people are, you know, part of it never gets old is that it's this is great for the environment. I think thinking about uh eco beauty, natural beauty has exploded in the mainstream. It was always very popular among us, you know, a certain pop- population that was very eco-friendly for a long time, but now it's super mainstream. I think that, you know, we'll see about the shelf life of any of this stuff 5 years down the road. Enough between Sarah and me. What do you think? INGO listeners, this is a community. This is about your used makeup palette or you would rather just like toss that out a window and never think about it again. And Sephora is your happy place. We want to hear from you. Website, ingopodcast.com. There you can leave a comment, ask a question, use our call-in line. You can also follow us uh, on the internet and other places on our social media, Twitter, at ingopodcast, Instagram, at ingopodcast. Uh, as a gross person, I want to hear your gross stories, particularly about like secondhand skincare. So give it all to me. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.